the hell is that? Who gives a shit? Let's go. Wait. For what? Just wait. Why is he out there? Probably waiting to use the ATM. Well, why didn't he come in then? Who cares? I'm freezing. Let's go. Oh, just wait a second. Dude is waiting to use the ATM. It's no big deal. Where's his card? Probably in his wallet. What if he wants to rob us? He's not gonna rob us. Corey, it's one in the morning. Why else would this guy be standing in the middle of an empty parking lot? Same reason we're here. Did he just walk here alone? I don't know. I don't see a car. This is retarded. I'm leaving. What was that? I don't know. Why did he do that? We, we, we thought we were, we were done so we could finally come in, you know? Should we call the police? No. I think we should. Yeah, look, let me just ask him why he's here then. Yo! Hey, buddy! You waiting to use the ATM? What does he want then? Probably our money. Does he have anything on him? Can you see? I don't know, I can't tell. Are you guys being serious right now? Who cares about this jerk off? Let's go. Says the guy who just got scared back in the booth. Yeah, whatever. If we all leave at once, we'll be fine. He's just watching us. Hi, this is Brandon Ford. And this is Tony the Tiger, the Thunder from Down Under. And welcome to the Blind Rage Podcast. Guess what, Tony? What is it, Brandon? It's Christmas time. Jingle them bells. <laughs> yes. And to kick things off, we are doing, what year is this thing? 2012? Oh my God, I believe it's 2014. No, it's not. I think it's okay. 2012. Okay. But nevertheless, it doesn't matter because this movie's not that great. We're doing ATM. And as everybody knows, that stands for ass to mouth. No, that stands for <laughs> automated, moment. automated teller machine. You know what drives me crazy? Mm -hmm. When people say ATM machine, they need to get smacked in the mouth. Yes, there was a, there was a whole ad about that in Australia when they first came along. Because <laughs> then you're saying automatic teller machine machine. Yes, that's exactly what you're saying. And that's stupid. It's sort of when people say rat test, that sort of... What's the... It doesn't grind my gears so much, what, but... <laughs> what's a rat test? It's a rapid antigen test oh. to see if you have COVID. Oh, yeah, no, we don't want that. <laughs> okay. But yeah, this is not necessarily a Christmas movie. It just so happens to take place on Christmas. I think it's... Yeah, after a Christmas... Uh, well, it's a Christmas... Yeah, it's an office, Christmas office party. But I don't know if it's necessarily yes. Christmas Eve. Fucking... Well, uh, no, I don't think it's Eve... Well, it's, it's surrounded by Christmas festivities. 
Yes. So we will. We... They're a bit fleeting. Like they, they don't really play too much a part. No, but, no. But for the fact that it's cold weather. Yes. So. And and like I said, the the uh, the Christmas party. So the the only thing that has anything to do with Christmas is in the beginning of the movie, and that's really not much. And there's some. I think it doesn't start with a Christmas ca- uh, song, a Christmas standard. Yes. Yes, this is a doubt. Oh, and it's got that a really long Christmas song in the end, I reckon. Yes, the credit sequences are a bit long, I will say. <laughs> and they didn't necessarily need to be because this no. is a 90-minute movie. They could have trimmed it back and made it like, you it know. It could have easily been 83 minutes. It could have been 83 minutes. Been, no? That would have been just fine especially when it's a movie that is set all in one location yes um but we are going to get into that and we are going to get into recent views and all that good stuff but first we are going to get plugs out of the way so i would like to encourage everyone to please check out my books in hardcover paperback and kindle editions by going to amazon.com typing in brandon ford there you'll also find my author page which you can subscribe to in order to receive email notifications whenever i have a new release if you prefer audiobooks i also have several titles which you can find on audible please don't forget if you don't already to follow me on instagram at writer brandon ford you can also follow me on both twitter and letterboxd at brandon ford you can follow tony on letterboxd at tony underscore the underscore bear hopefully by the time this is posted he will have an instagram because <laughs> i have been on him I'm, i have been all over him like a pit bull on a poodle about that shit yes. <clears throat> and yes i did steal that line from seinfeld um so if you have any questions comments concerns critiques suggestions recommendations um please feel free to email me directly at blindragepod81 at gmail.com please don't forget to visit the official blind rage podcast facebook page to like and subscribe and last and most importantly please don't forget to rate and re rate so wait hold on rate review and subscribe (laughs) to the blind rage podcast on your preferred podcasting platform and we haven't well i don't check ratings on any of the other platforms except for apple so i don't know what we're getting elsewhere but on apple it's been um um not building much okay (laughs) so and as i've said 10 fucking million times it takes about two seconds to just click a star rating yeah or if you're feeling particularly nice you can leave me a leave us rather a review wouldn't that be good for you wouldn't you like that well if you get one commending me you can let me know but otherwise just say you haven't heard anything it's Christmas. Let's, let's, is this is the season of, of giving? Yes. So, what what have you have you seen anything recently? Watched anything? Well, I've incidentally just been on a bit of a uh, Agatha Christie K hole. I watched oh. the more recent 
Death on the Nile and uh, How'd uh, you like that? Murder on the Orient Express. Hmm? How'd you like them? I gave them both uh, two and a half out of five. I just found them... Um, <laughs> I didn't mind them as stories. I just didn't find them as fun as they used to be. Uh, now, I'd call them quite joyless. <laughs> and... Um, Trying to give Perot a bit of a backstory was a bit like, eh, I don't really need this. <laughs> I was reading um, all, I was reading all about the big controversy with Army Hammer in the ads. Oh uh, yes. For the movie. He can eat me all he likes if you <laughs> Well, he's fucking scary because he wants people to remove their ribs so that he can cook them and eat them and drink their blood. Okay, and um, he's a fucking freak. Do you, do you think that someone who writes about that stuff should be just as scary? <laughs> no, because that's th- we get that out of our system that way. So, um, and the last one I watched was Crooked House, which wasn't a Kenneth Branagh one, and I would say probably one of more my more favorite ones of them because uh, it didn't take itself as seriously. <laughs> Well, I was going to f- say this, if you didn't let me finish my thought, about Army Hammer, because you're so self-involved. But fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was reading that they went through painstaking efforts not to show him at all in any of the ads um, yes. for the movie. And um, he also... And he's a main character. Yeah, mm. he's Hercule Poirot and um they also he also got uh Kevin Spacey in some movie that he did they reshot a bunch of scenes with a different actor and okay. I don't remember what the movie was um and he had three movies that were supposed to be shot back to back and they all got canceled so well weren't they going to do a sequel to call me by your name I well they there is a book um and they were talking about making that into a movie uh, mm. i don't think they should because the book is awful okay it's not good at all you might, you, you like the original though oh I, it's it's one of my favorite books and yeah. the sequel which is called find me is it it's like it's written by a totally different person. Yeah. Um, Virginia Andrews. It was written by VC Andrews. Um, <laughs> and a huge chunk of it doesn't even deal with Elio and Oliver. It deals with fucking um, Elio's father and his affairs. It's oh, like, okay. okay, why do we care about this? Bring it back to the gay. Yes. We just wanted to see... Elio and Oliver banging out. We want to see a sword fight, really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we wanted, we wanted a fucking pineapple instead of a peach, or a watermelon. <laughs> see, with a watermelon, they can take it. They could, they could, they could, they could, they could gang bang it from both sides. You see, because it's big. Mm, mm. And I heard, I heard, don't ask me how I know this, but I heard that if you're going to fuck a watermelon, it's best to leave it out in the sun for a while because it's nice and warm. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
Now, now you've ruined that idea of filling a watermelon up with vodka, so thank you. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, you shouldn't be doing that anyway, you fucking lush. And and uh, you've ru- and you've given new meaning to a seeded watermelon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, how about yourself, you little slut? What have you been watching? Yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been around with the fruits, <laughs> literally. Um. <laughs> You're going to do a parasite and then sit on a pineapple. That's right. Um, I saw Growing Up With I Spit On Your Grave, which was a documentary that was put together by the son of the writer-director of the original I Spit On Your Grave. Mm-hmm. And it has interviews with him, with uh, his sister... Uh, with the director, with Camille Keaton, who is the lead. Uh, I think, I don't think all of the guys were in it. Uh, I think two of them, two of the the main bad guys were in it. I know the lead one who plays Johnny was in it. And he said he regrets doing the movie because he has kids now and he doesn't want them to see him in a movie like that, which is understandable. Um, but I don't think he said, I don't think he ever saw it. Um, uh, it was about an hour, 48 minutes. And I mean, there were some interesting stories, there wasn't a whole lot that I hadn't heard before, because like by now everybody knows that Demi Moore is the on the poster. Um, oh yes, I remember hearing that. Yes, yeah, um, that's old news. Um, and I thought they were gonna, because funnily enough, we talked about the straight to video sequel that they did with Melissa Moore, um, Savage Vengeance, that had Camille Keaton in it. But I don't think, I I think that was just some random guy. I don't think it was the same director. Um, But there really wasn't all that much stuff that was new or all that interesting, I don't think. Yeah. well, the one thing that I thought was that was new to me was the guy who was the lead guy, uh, Johnny. He posed in Playgirl a couple of years before this, before the movie. Okay. And it was because Camille Keaton had to be completely nude throughout the entire movie. The yeah. four actor male actors got together in solidarity and just said, and said, you know, since she has to do it, then we should do it too. So yeah. that's why you see all four of them naked as well. Oh well, that's um, good. For, good on them. Yeah. Well, mm, yes and no. Um, <laughs> you could have stood to not have them be naked. Is that what well? You're no, to I mean, I thought from what I remember, I thought Johnny looked okay, but um, no, f- I've heard this from multiple directors, and that is 
like 90% of male actors have zero problems with doing nudity. And even okay. if it's just, if they just want an ass shot, they'll be like, are you sure you don't want full frontal? I'll do full frontal. Um, yeah. They will volunteer it. They will drop the clothes without even having to be asked twice. They're total opposite of most. It's like the same with female actors. Only 90% of them don't want to get nude. But yeah. male actors are more exhibitionists. So I think yeah, yeah. I think it might have been a little bit of column A from column B. They wanted they wanted to be <laughs> they wanted to show solidarity for Camille, and I think they just wanted to be naked. It was a win-win. <laughs> yeah, I guess we get to be supportive and show our asses mm-hmm. and our penises. Um, yes. um, yeah. From what I remember, there was only one thing that she had an issue with doing surprisingly um and it was i believe it's the scene i know it was on the rock and which is where i believe she sodomized and after they leave her she rolls off the rock into a tree and she was like i'm not doing that um and the only way she would do it was if the director did it first. And she made him yeah. strip. And he was going to get completely naked. But she was like, no, your underwear is fine. See what I'm talking about here? You say? Yeah. <laughs> she was like, no, you can leave your underwear on. And he did it. And she, when he did it, she was like, all right, fine, I'll do it. Um, yeah. And then I think I, – I don't think I knew this, but the scene after – the big rape uh, or assault, I should say, when she's kind of staggering through the woods, kind of disoriented, and then they pop out of nowhere. She didn't know they were going to do that. So yeah. her response was genuine. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, in. <laughs> With all of the horror movie documentaries that are out there these days, I wouldn't say it's top tier. It was fine. Yeah. It was middle of the road. But, see, uh, that movie is one of the few where I actually prefer the remake. I wasn't a big fan of the original. I don't like um, the remake. Well, I don't, I can't say I don't like it. I, d- it's, I just thought the remake was a bit much. It was. Oh, okay. I thought the assault was was a lot nastier. Yep, yep. Um, the revenge sequences I thought were fine, but I just thought they it, it really got to me the sexual assault yep, in, yep, in yep. the remake. It and felt too. Um, it felt indulgent. too authentic. She it felt too yes, and she was very convincing. Uh, Sarah yep. but Sarah Butler, and also it's Damien. From Mean Girls and Joey <laughs> from A Nightmare on Elm Street. It's like, why? Why? Um, so, yeah. Um, I also saw a movie called Audition, which is. Not the Japanese one? No. No. There's, I don't know if it's been posted yet, but I, there, I did, I, there's a commentary that I did with James where I talk about that movie 
because I really want to see it, but there's no English yeah. dub of it. But there is a book. Um, oh yes, yeah. So I read the book, and I did enjoy that. But I've never seen the, the Japanese audition. But this one was from 2021, and it's one of a million fucking movies called Audition. So it was hard for me to find it on Letterboxd for me to fucking bash it because it was a piece of shit. Uh, it was, yeah, it was one of 10 million movies called Audition and one of 10 million found footage mockumentaries uh, yeah. um, that was not unique uh, in its premise, which was it was sh from perspective of a director who was auditioning young actresses like 19 to 21 whatever to be <laughs> and this is what got me he called it a reality feature and mm -hmm. the actress is like what and he's like well what i want to do is i want to videotape you um, doing your everyday things, and I want to show. I want you to tell your story with the way you interact with your, with your friends, with your family, coworkers. I want you to show me your life, your day to day life. I want this to be all about you. And I'm like, uh, that's called a documentary. Yes. <laughs> but he kept he kept saying reality feature film. That was the term he kept using. Yeah. Um, cause they were like, Oh, is this a reality show? No, it's a reality feature film. And he was like acting like this was groundbreaking. It was innovative. Innovative. Yes. And I was like, No, no, that's a documentary. And there's about a billion of them. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was, it was very amateurish. Uh, the lead girl was fine. Um, I mean, yeah, she was okay. There's a twist that's pretty fucking obvious. Um, mm -hmm. And he says he wants to see all these things, all these aspects of her life. <laughs> but they end up, she's like, I'm going to a concert tonight. I'm going on a date, so I got to pick out a new outfit. So he goes with her to a thrift store and watches her try on clothes. She interacts with no one. I don't even think the person working there. And then she's like, I really want to show you my new high school. So, and she was a cheerleader. So they're at the bleachers and she does a cheer. And then they're at a playground and there's a little girl on a swing with no parents there. And they're talking to this little girl. And she's not really seeing anybody. There's nothing really about mm -hmm. her everyday life. This is just, you know, wh where she came from sh kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. And she does meet this guy who was, I don't know how they happened upon each other, but uh, he dated a girl who was her friend in high school. And she meets, she sees him for the first time and since she was in high school. I think she was supposed to be 19. So she, she graduated relatively soon or relatively close to when this was taking place. And so the guy with the camera like picks a big fight with him and it was not convincing. And mm -hmm. it was also not exactly clear as 
to why he was picking this fight. No, no. Uh, there was <laughs> well, I just want to say, as a director, he seems to be making the biggest mistake of a documentary of inserting himself into the story. Yes, he does. He talks to her nonstop. Yeah, um, like, throughout the um, whole thing. You're supposed to be invisible. <laughs> yes, they're supposed to not know or act like you're not there. But mm. he is a constant presence. And he's also very much a constant creepy presence. He's very, you know, a little off from the yeah. very first scene. So it's like, and these girls are going to spend the day with this guy? Really? Well, some people want fame, and uh-huh. they'll they'll look over someone's Polanski-isms. Well, I mean, I think it's pretty clear that this guy was not a legitimate filmmaker. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, but if you want to find it, well, it's on Tubi, and it's... <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it, but if you want to watch it, it's just called Audition on Tubi. It's 2021. Yeah. But I was able to, I couldn't find it, um, like I said, on Letterboxd or on IMDb, because I wanted to see who was involved with it. And of course, I never heard of anybody. But you have to search for it under audition colon found footage. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah. So, so, but don't do that. (laughs) Okay. So that's all I got. Um, now I think it's time to get into ass to mouth. I mean, ATM. Onto <laughs> something a bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. ATM, baby. Nothing wrong with a bit of ATM. No. When you love the person. Well, and you're clean. Um, okay. So I don't know where this is. I'm usually, I'm used to Jed, uh, finding the streaming sources. Oh. Uh, I look it up, but I didn't find it available. Um, but this is coming from an Australian where we don't get a lot of options for things. I so. would, <laughs> I would guess it's probably on Prime because everything is, and it's also on DVD, and I think it's on Blu-ray as well. So, all right. I do remember seeing the cover on DVD, but um, yeah. Mm. Okay. So it is there. Yes, it's not that hard to find. It's from um, IFC Midnight or whatever their subsidiary thing is called. So, okay. We are going to begin. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right, let me just make sure I have the right thing up. So, Because we know I'm accident prone. <laughs> All right, here we go. Three... Two, one, play. Okay. It's IFC Films. Yeah, I think they release it under their uh, IFC Midnight DVD label or something. Um. So, this... Um... As we were talking off mic about how this is kind of reminiscent 
of other movies of its kind like Frozen um, that Adam Green Frozen but I definitely did get that feel but I also got uh, even they're not really similar but they're kind of similar in that they are thrillers that take place around Christmas that um, have the lead character in peril in kind of an office setting. Um, the movie P2. You ever seen that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and huh, what drives me crazy about that movie is there's a movie called Lower Level from like the early 90s. And it's the exact same plot. Exact same yeah, thing. Yeah. It's even down to the security guard is the killer who is fucking with this girl and locking her in. The, <laughs> it's the same movie. And yeah, I yeah. don't know how he didn't get sued for plagiarism when he didn't. He almost got sued for high tension. Um, yeah. Yes. But I think Alexander Aja is almost as big a hack as. OK, we won't get into that. Um, <laughs> so. um so what did you think of the movie? Because this was your first time viewing it, yes? Yeah, uh, like I said to you, and I'll say it now again, um, it's not really a, a, really a style of horror that I like, um, where you have uh, um, characters trapped in a place, uh, such a small place. I don't, um, oh, so you didn't like Frozen when then? I actually never watched Frozen. Oh, uh, I watched something similar. Uh, we rented it, but um, I don't think I watched it. No. Oh, I love it. It's a really good movie. But is that where they? Is that where the villain is dogs, or is there an actual person? No, there's not. There's no villain. It, yeah. It's just the so three characters just, um, that are trapped, trapped on a, a on a ski lift. Yeah. But there are wolves. Uh, wolves do come yes, into play. Yeah. Um. I'm just not a fan of um, overacting. And I feel that that's what happens in these type of movies where you have people trapped. They'll be like screaming at the guy, you know. It's, and it's, it's, it's just not... <laughs> I think this is why I like, um, um, like the hereditary director because a lot of his characters are quite stoic and I am. <laughs> so I don't react the same way that these characters react. <laughs> well... There are there is kind of a thing in these kinds of movies that is done in this movie where it's kind of like they go through the five stages of grief mm. of it and then they get to the acceptance of like what's going to happen and the girl does because there's yeah. one part where she's See, like we we just we guys please just leave me alone. And I yeah, think yeah. that she's like, accepting like they're, like they're going to die. Mm. This opening title but, um, sequence is a little too long for me. But we have, um, <laughs> should say, Josh Peck um, as one of the leads who is known for Drake and Josh, which was on Nickelodeon. And he was mm -hmm. in also in the movie Mean Creek. Ever seen that? I don't know if I have. I, I kept seeing the title and thinking, oh, have I seen that? But I never bothered to actually look it up. It's a pretty decent movie. 
My thing is, is he kept reminding me of an actor, and when I checked out his IMDb page, it wasn't any of the films that I thought, so he's reminding me of someone else. They, they're they playing this entire song. Yeah. That That's what... The one big thing that I noticed was the length of the credits at the end. Uh, they could have left this as an 83-minute movie. Well... What I didn't like about the ending sequence was the way it was set up for the killer to do it again. And that kind of brought back memories of the rental. And that is a mu- a movie oh, yeah. that we mutually despised. Hmm. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if fucking David, whatever his name is. Um, Franco took that, that sequence from this because he fucking took ev- from everything for that fucking movie. Yeah. Movie was ridiculously derivative. So much so that it upset me. It upset me, Tony. I was upset. <laughs> it was very um, alike and with the addition of being so woke, that was <laughs> what annoyed me a bit about it. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's sort of the thing that that I remember the most. And I don't like... <laughs> I complain sometimes about wokeness, but in saying that, I, I don't mind uh, um, a bit of wokeness, but not when it's well, done um, shovingly. <laughs> yes. It, when it's in your face. I mean, you can be woke... Have a movie that's woke by just making your characters tone down the way they talk so that it's not mm. like, you know, an 80s movie where it's okay to drop the F-bomb every other word. Um, yeah. But I would just say that I feel that one of the most um, uh, culturally um, relevant films was uh, Night of the Living Dead. And... The main characters being African American was incidental, right? But that was th- sort of the most um, uh, impressive <laughs> uh, part of the movie. Well, that's what George Romero said. But he also he was just written white, but uh, he's just a good black actor. He so. well, what he said was he auditioned a lot of people for that role. It just so happened that he was the best actor. Um, for the who came in, um, that's what he said. But yeah, I, I would like to believe it's true, but he 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 would flip flop on a lot of different stuff. He would change his stories on on his on that movie and other stuff over the years. So I don't know if it's true or not. I hope it's true. I would like to think it's true, but I I wouldn't bet. I'll just say it. It, it's true. Let's just say, know. okay, all right. <laughs> on the Blind Rage podcast, it is true. Definitively. It is gospel. <laughs> um, and then we had Tony Todd play the role in the remake. Oh, yeah. And that was pre-Candyman, too. As in also or TWO? No, it was before Candyman. Yeah. Because the remake was, I think, 89 or 90, and Candyman was 92. Oh, I didn't realize that. I thought that for some reason I kept thinking the remake was 
more recent. But. No, I think they were trying to get it out by. I think they were trying to get it out by '89 because that would have been the 30th anniversary of the original. But I don't think it was done until '90. Oh, and I was gonna uh, just to burst a bubble. <laughs> I was I was listening to one of your podcasts the other day about. Um, um, Friday the 13th part 2 and you were talking about the cat jump scare mm. and you were saying you're, that you reckon that, that it's the first time that it's been used but well it was one of the first yeah that the first time was Jonesy in Alien in 1979 okay that's a science fiction film it's a horror it's science fiction it's, it's a in space. House in space. Yeah, but <laughs> and what, it's in the what future. What would you call Jason X? Oh, a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, what's Josh Peck's character's name? Fucking Corey or something? Corey. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like he's the stock obnoxious character. And, um, of course, he's friends with whatever the other guy's name is. The straight guy. Yeah, he's he's the straight man, and um, Corey is the comic relief, I guess. Um, But he's beyond obnoxious. Yeah. Like, so much so that it's like, Well, I would... because uh, I um, would uh, relate most to David's character, and I would have screamed at Corey. <laughs> I would have, he would have been out of my car. <laughs> well, I, David's too nice. Uh, okay, so I'm not exactly like nah. I'd say I'm more like Emily in that I'm quite prepared to die. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm already at the acceptance yeah. stage. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Plus I've got bangs. When I used to watch the show I Survived and people would tell these horrifying stories about, like, you know, being attacked and stabbed and I would just think to myself, I wouldn't even fight back. Just do what you gotta do and make it quick. I don't care. I've had enough. So this is how it ends. This is how it ends. Just hurry up. If you can make it painless, you know, that would be great. And if you could do the sodomy after I'm dead, you know, post-mortem, that would be awesome. Although, um, you reminded me of, uh, I'll just tell a story. Tell me. I'll give names. So my other half went on holiday with the, with the family. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the girls was quite an annoyance. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, like she, was, she got quite angry because she wanted to go somewhere in Japan and nobody else, like it was quite a fair while away. So they were like, sorry, we can't do that. Mm-hmm. And then... One day they found on her um, um, internet history search uh, how long can you not eat before you die? Top it like, <laughs> and we were both cackling like saying, she should know that 
if you don't drink for three days, then you die. Um, as per usual, I don't understand. So, what does one thing have to do with another? With the other? <laughs> it's just it's how our mind thinks literally. <laughs> just how like some people are eager to uh, get things over with. But what did that have to do with her wanting to go to the play to see a site that nobody else wanted to see? Well, she was being a brat about it. And, like she wanted to sort of start um, being manipulative to the family, and and so she was going to starve in. herself. Yeah. Oh God, uh, fucking drama. Good luck, man. Congrats, Playboy. <laughs> That's fucking pathetic. That's like something that you would do. When you're like seven, and it's like when your parent does something to really upset you, and you're in your room, and you're in your bed, and you're crying. You're like, if I was dead, hold your breath until you if, pass if out. I was, the coffee table. If I was dead, my mom would be so upset, and she would regret everything she ever did to me. I told you, I'm gonna give Emily a ride. Just drive me out the way. Of course. She would regret smacking me in the face and calling me fresh mouth. I think what's most annoying about Josh's character is he's got this constant smile, like his, a constant smirk when he's being annoying. <laughs> I think that's probably the, his only funny mm. line. You might want to close your legs, I can see your vagina. Yeah, well. And that's not really saying much. No. <laughs> It's got the old blackberries. Oh, I miss my blackberry. Well, I loved my blackberry when I had it. I think I had an imitation blackberry. I had a blackberry curve because I like them curved. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was like the best fucking phone ever. I loved that phone. I loved phones with buttons. Yeah, I do miss that. <laughs> I used to write I was actually long... envious. They had the Nokia that would sort of flip. <laughs> the Nokia, what, which one? The uh, Razer phone? Uh not flip, but it would slide out a keypad. Oh yeah, I knew somebody who had one of those. That you're hungry? Yeah, we heard you. So what do me this? Um what's good with getting food? It's after midnight. And what am I, gremlin? Yes. Thanks. I appreciate that, Emily in a big ride. I mean he pushes buttons more and you know what what I don't think see he I find him to be the villain of this piece <laughs> kind of yeah um, but um what exactly I don't think if it was explained I don't think I got it but the the whole thing with him saying um, he couldn't get cash out of the ATM because his strip wasn't working and then yeah. Emily was like well how did you get in here because you have to swipe your card 
Was that ever explained? Because I don't think it was. Well, uh, yeah, see, I thought maybe it was suggesting that he was part of it, but no, what it was sort of saying is that they didn't actually have a lock on the door, so um, the killer could come in if he felt like it. He was just assuming that he couldn't. Mm. See, I find these... We we don't have this type of stuff in Australia, uh, where it's an ATM in its own... Um, it reminds me of like uh, the Hertz uh, rental places in the middle of the airport car park. Well, I mean, I used to think because my bank branch used to be a block down the block and one street over. It was so fucking convenient. And it had a vestibule like this where you could swipe your card and go in. And it was all windows. And I used to think to myself, because I used to get cash at like, you know, fucking one in the morning. I used to be like, oh, this is so, so, and plus, by the way, there was a total like sleazy dive bar right across the fucking street (laughs) where all the South Philly drunks who were like 60 would go and fucking cruise, I guess. I don't know what they did. Um, But... Yeah, I did. You ever go in there and it smelled like cum? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, I did go in there. I did go in there once when um, me and my friend were doing a South Philly bar hop, which is not fun because there aren't. Is that a sex act? No. We were having. We were going from bar to bar in South Philly and having one drink. That's a bar hop, or some people call it a yes. pub crawl. Um, yes, that's what we call them. <laughs> but what was I saying? No, I used to think it was so safe because it was an enclosed space and you had to have a card to get in. And plus, ATMs in public spaces make me nervous because you don't know who's going to come up behind you. So I used to always think, oh, I'm totally safe in here, blah, blah, blah. But what the fuck is just going to stop anybody from jumping you when you come out of there? Mm-mm. So, yeah, I didn't really think it through. Thankfully, I used to go to a local ATM, and then one time I finished, and some guy said, "Oh, can you give me fifty bucks so I can get somewhere to sleep tonight?" Oh, fifty dollars! Because I actually hadn't put I, I'd put money in as opposed to taking anything out because um, it was a credit, so I couldn't actually withdraw. But <laughs> so you didn't give him any money? Is that what you're trying to say? Well. Uh, I didn't, but also he wasn't. He wasn't homeless. He was uh, just um, um, looking for a bit of money. Uh-huh. Janine Garofalo had this bit in one of her stand-up acts about um, she because she would see homeless people in New York hang around ATMs, and it got to the point where she had this. Say one, say to one of them, dude, use your, use your noodle. Nobody's going to give you a 20. This is not the right spot. <laughs> My, I used to give to people money to people who were homeless, even if they appeared to be drunks, um, because yeah. I felt bad. But my, because they would always stop you if you, while you were going into a store. 
But what I would always do is I would always say on the way out, because I was not going to take my wallet out in front of anybody. Yeah, yeah. So I would always go in the store, do what I need to do. And then when I was putting my wallet back, I would take like a dollar or two out and then give it to them while I was leaving. This one guy, um, I was going to a 7-Eleven to get like snacks, like one in the morning. And that, that was the situation. And when I handed, I gave him $2 and he decided to tell me like his whole fucking life story about how his wife kicked him out and he lost his job and this and that. And, this. Mm. and I'm like, uh, I just was going to give you money. Um, I'll give you another dollar to stop. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> no. So, um, but this person in the car park is played by Rebecca Gayhart? No, it's not. <laughs> It's the same costume from Urban Legend. <laughs> With the furry hood. Yes. She was in a show that I quite liked until she accidentally killed someone. Yeah, she had the same and thing. And then she, got a, then she was um, kicked off the show. Oh. Well, there was the same thing that happened with Brandy. Probably our money. Hmm. Except, uh, I don't think Rebecca was found guilty. But I could be wrong. Well, I, I don't know. I don't think I don't think Brandy was found guilty because in both cases it was just an accident. There, they yeah, weren't. Yeah. They weren't driving recklessly. They weren't distracted. They weren't on their phone. It was just. It was just. See, I'm annoyed that Ken, that Caitlyn Jenner didn't get. I know because Caitlyn Jenner was, was uh, driving recklessly. Was that the one at fault? Yeah. Yeah, Caitlyn Jenner was speeding. <laughs> and on her phone, I thought. Or something quick. I like think a, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that thing with Rebecca Gayhard. That was pretty bad. She was, like, went into a really bad depression and wouldn't get out of bed. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I can absolutely uh, understand that. Yeah. Oh, oh. That's not good. Like, I felt bad um, when I was a bus driver. Um, one of the worst things that would happen is we'd have people cross the road in front of a bus. And because you can't see past the bus, um, there'd be a few. I, I had someone do a near miss where they were nearly hit by someone. But uh, one of my code workers, um, they got to see someone get hit by a car and killed oh. um, as opposed to just either walking behind the bus or waiting for the bus to leave alright let's not talk about that I feel sorry so I felt so bad for the dog I think that's I know the biggest victim in this I know um, is that golden retriever being oh, and that's my favourite kind of dog too but you know what um it, I, him awake. it kind of got me thinking about was that is that scene in American Psycho when he he stabs the homeless man and then he stomps the dog. I think that's like the the hardest part to watch mm. in that movie. Thankfully, you don't see 
you don't see a close up of him actually stomping the dog. It's mm. off screen. Well, yeah, even that suggestion is upsetting. Well, yes, um, and plus, especially now that we know fucking Christian Bale is as big of a psycho as fucking Army Hammer. Well, uh, see, I prefer him to Will Smith, <laughs> if I might say. <laughs> well, like I, I started hearing all of these uh, horror work stories with Will Smith. Oh was, yeah, one of, oh yeah, of Christian Bale on set in terms. Well, uh, no, that was more funny. <laughs> no, well, no, what I heard about all the stories that I heard about Will Smith, I had absolutely no trouble at all believe, uh, not believing. Mm really and that was that he always had to be the center of attention in everything that he did um he always had to have the most lines he had to have that the actress who played his aunt on the fresh prince he had her written mm. off because she, he thought she was getting mm. too much attention and she's just a total diva on with everything that he does and that's total, that's the way he comes across christian bale comes across as a psychopath from what I've read about him. And he had a whole book that was written about him by a guy who was his assistant. And Oh, okay. Yeah, he wrote all these horror stories about him. And one of them I remember reading, I might be getting this a little bit wrong, but uh, one thing Christian Bale absolutely despised is being approached by fans. He has no patience or tolerance for it at all and yeah, one yeah. of the duties of the assistant is to make sure that he's not bothered by these fans but sometimes it would happen and um from what i understand it was a very nice polite young girl who's you know said i'm i'm sorry to disturb you i just wanted your autograph and he begrudgingly signed whatever and she thanked him and left and then uh, the assistant said when she walked away christian said you know that pen would have been the perfect kind of pen to jam into her eye socket and when you stab somebody in the eye socket it's the best way to kill them because it punctures their brain and they die instantly all this just because this poor girl wanted an autograph and he's making a total American psycho fucking scenario <laughs> about stabbing her in the eye with a pen. Okay, you're unstable. <laughs> she got the autograph and he got to, to, to visualize the fantasy. Another thing I don't like about this movie is it's one of those movies. Well, one thing I really don't spoiler if you didn't see it um, is that David gets the blame for everything, which is like, what? And mm. you don't know who the guy was or why he was doing this to them. Oh, that didn't really bother me. And and I think because they started to get... I, I was most annoyed. Not annoyed, but I felt bad when Emily dies, but you didn't feel so bad when to... when Corey died. He fucking bled to death, and supposedly I don't know where I heard this, but I just heard it recently. 
Um, bleeding to death is one of the most painful ways to die. Well, I don't know. I know at some stage you go into a state of shock and you die from, as in them, shock-induced, blood-induced, oh, God, you know what I'm trying to say. Mm. <laughs> Blood-loss-induced shock that leads to your death. I thought shock... So you'd, you'd hope that at that stage you, you stop feeling things. I thought shock came from, like, a trauma, like a severe trauma. Well, I, I, I think that might be an, a, more, a more immediate uh, shock reaction. But I know, like, uh, if you feel a certain amount of pain, that can lead to a shock. Uh. Um... This is kind of, this kept reminding me of another movie that I mentioned previously that we we have to do at some point because it's so awful. <laughs> but hide and go shriek. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Because there's a scene just like this where they're all they're all trapped in the furniture store and they um, there's a cop across the street. And they're all screaming at the window, and the cop is totally oblivious and leaves. But in their case, it was bulletproof glass, so they couldn't. Yeah, the cop couldn't hear. This is just regular glass here with this thing. How did you get in here? Um. See, a movie that I wanted to do uh, was an old Sharon Stone one called Scissors. Yes, but it's not so much horror. Before. Yes, you've mentioned Scissors before. I've seen Scissors. It's a little bit giallo. Hmm? You've mentioned it before. I've seen it. Yes. I haven't seen it in Oh, a you long have time. watched it? I've seen Yeah, I've oh, seen yeah. it. Um, the only thing I remember about it is the bird. And yes. <laughs> the 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 final scene where she's um, she's going away in the car and she looks up and she sees the guy who was keeping her and he's banging Attractive. against the window yeah. with the scissors. I think the thing that not, not annoyed me. Yeah, I'll just, I'll, I'm just going to say the thing that annoyed me. The thing that annoyed me was this movie. Compared to other movies that are of similar, is that they don't do anything where I think, oh, that's a good idea. Like, it's... And there's often that that moment in a movie where they will, but with this one, it's... There's no innovation, there's nothing. It's... <laughs> well... <sighs> fucking... What? What if there's more of them? They're in the city. I would assume this is supposed to be New York. So I don't know. I think I'm. I can only guess that this is supposed to be New York, and I don't know what the fuck is stopping them from just bolting out the fucking door. You would go because they're in a yeah yeah. If you all you have to do is just like go a block 
and you'll find something yeah. open. Your yeah. legs don't work. And there's three of them, and really. And there's three of that them. That could all run three, in different directions. Yeah, the guy's big, okay, but there's still three of them and one of him. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it, it's, that's one another thing that frustrated about me is that it is so frustrating because there are things that they can do and they can easily get away and they just choose not to. They choose to be sitting ducks. They choose yeah, to yeah. be sitting ducks. They don't have to be. They can leave. But until... I, mean, I realize I'm looking at this in the idea of a film, but the first thing I would have done was... Uh, Break all the lights so that he can't see inside. <laughs> I don't think that would have been a good idea. We're not going to tell anyone about this. Why? Because then you wouldn't be able to see inside either. Like nothing happened. Yeah, but that's fine. You can see outside at least. Is, is that okay? <laughs> now, now I'm just going to toss this to you, and it, it's yours. Mm. <laughs> mm hmm. You never even see his face, do you? No. Now, what he should have done right now is turned around and ran and gotten help for them if they didn't want to run. Yeah. No, he does go run. But he runs back to the well, fucking ATM vestibule. Oh, yeah, as opposed to running away. As opposed to running away. Yeah. If I didn't have visual problems, I don't know. Well, mm, I'm older now. I'm a very old man. Um, <laughs> but I used to be quite fast. Believe it or not. Yeah. I... If I... I was never... Mm -hmm. If... Let's say I was never... Well, I was never into any, you know, sports or anything like that, clearly, in high school. But if I had to choose one, I would have chosen track. Because I was fast. Uh, I was yeah. fast. Um... But I never actually ran or wanted to. It's like, I'm not running for this fucking school. Get the fuck out. And You'd only run if you were chased. I would only run if I... Well, oh, I can't even do that now because I put myself in more danger if I'm running. Um, yeah. <laughs> now you got me thinking of another Janine Garofalo. <laughs> the one that she told on the HBO, the, the hour-long one, when she was walking down the street and she saw the, the cab dragging the businessman. And oh, she was like, oh. I that one. you didn't see that one? Yeah, she was just no, walking no. down the street and she heard... 
a scraping sound behind her. And she turned around and she said she saw a New York cab dragging a businessman. And then she yeah. was and there were sparks coming from beneath his heels. <laughs> and she was like, she said, oh, my God, I've got to see how this plays out. So I run <laughs> she ran to where it came to a close. And she said she saw the guy sitting on a fire hydrant blowing on his feet and his <laughs> shoes were on the hood of the car curled up like genie slippers. <laughs> um, and a police officer came up to her and said, did you see this? And she said, did I see it? I ran. I ran. <laughs> yes, I do remember this story. Though. Yes. <laughs> oh, that was so funny. And I never I run, and I she, ran. <laughs> uh, she got robbed, and she was saying, "I." Right, and if you see two guys bombing at the apartment. Oh, that was from the other one. Room. Two cholas yeah, bombing at the funny I bone chain. Most, yeah. Give me a jingle. <laughs> <laughs> they got my knapsack with my comedy notebook in it. You're my girl knapsack. <laughs> yes, I bet you, I bet you. You That's know. how you have to get it. Like, there's now no more available. You just have to steal someone else's. Oh, I'm going to fucking call Anna Klumsky and be like, look, bitch. <laughs> you send me that shit. I actually... I'm a huge fan of your work. I loved you and my girl. Now give yeah. me the fucking knapsack. <laughs> I know, I was trying to remember the other movie that the knapsack was involved in, like, psycho. as if you're writing to the knapsack. <laughs> the Psycho remake. Yes, that's the one, yes. And and Jean Garofalo where it has it on in The Truth About Cats and Dogs. Yes. So they're everywhere, these fucking knapsacks. And I don't... Uh, you need I don't, a Patreon page to let people send you the knapsack. <laughs> well, I posted about it on one of the Facebook message boards with the picture of Julianne Moore wearing it in Psycho. I was like, can anybody help me find this backpack? And of course, everybody was like, oh, I don't even know. Oh, I hate that movie. <laughs> well, no, this one guy this one guy said, is that a new remake? Because I, I remember a remake with Anne Heche. I don't remember Viggo Mortensen being in that movie. So they thought that she was the new They thought that she was, yeah. She was Marion. Yeah. Um, no, but did you actually see him walk away? Who cares? This could be our only chance. Let's go. What if he went out back? I feel like we've both had strokes. <laughs> the bad time. What were we just saying? <laughs> Corey. Please don't. I should fucking send him out there to be the lambs of the fucking slaughter. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Drake and Josh sucked. Actually, they kind of like it. It was funny in a cornball kind of way. Well, I used to. I think my show for that was uh, I used to love Sabrina. Well, with uh, Melissa Joan Hart. That was like a network show. This was fucking cornball Nickelodeon 
Yeah. Shit. He was on the Amanda show also. I don't know. Oh, Amanda Bynes. Mm-hmm. Like what? Oh, was that, was that the name of it? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> she got... I, hope, I, I, think, I think she's had her um, conservatorship released as well. Oh, that's not a good idea. But, I think uh, she it might, be go- it might be going to her husband or something. I like think that. she was more unstable than Britney ever was. Well, but she, uh, I think she got diagnosed with bipolar. Whereas Britney Spears doesn't have a diagnosis. No, I think she does. Oh, does she? Yeah, I think she's bipolar as well. But. Um, yeah, she didn't do anything in near as crazy as Amanda Bynes did. Yeah, but what what crazy thing did Amanda do? I don't fucking remember now. <laughs> there was a news story. I just always remember Britney and the umbrella. <laughs> well, Britney. And funnily enough, that song "Umbrella" was sent to Britney. Before it went to Rihanna, and she said no. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. It was also sent to um, Mary J. Blige, and she she turned it down. I think Rihanna did well with it. Re- yes, it was good. Good luck to her that she got it. Mm. This would have been right around the time the uh, Britney's Blackout album came out, so that could have been the first single instead of "Give Me More." Um, um, no, I could, I could hear Britney doing Umbrella, but, cause she was, she's more pop, um, but yeah. Mary J. Blige, not so much, cause she's a totally different style of singer. Um, but yes, everything. Well, looked- I heard Britney's take on Telephone and I didn't like it. Well, that's not a good song anyway. <laughs> I don't mind it. <laughs> you, you just don't like Lady Gaga. I don't like Lady Gaga. <laughs> as bad as this movie is, at least there isn't a... This isn't funny! Yeah, yeah, well... <laughs> you guys! See, I think they should run out to him. I love it how the, the, you're screaming and banging on the glass, and he says, "Are you okay?" Yeah, yeah. And isn't it's this very, at the point where she wrote "Help" on the glass with lipstick? Yeah, yeah. Clearly, well, they're not okay. Like, I don't know why everyone is not parking closer. Uh, everyone is parking so far away from this fucking ATM. <laughs> if he had driven past them, he could have seen better. <laughs> this movie frustrates me. It's a movie. I always liked in um, uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street 1 where Nancy's screaming for the police and the guy's like, oh, maybe I should go get the sergeant. I know. <laughs> like really oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. She's screaming at the top of her voice. Bro- isn't that when she breaks the glass yeah. on the window, too? And she, get my, get buddy, my you asshole. get my dad, you asshole. Maybe I got to maybe I got to go tell a lieutenant. You think? Maybe. It's like they're stoned. 
Are you okay? Mm. <laughs> Has she been in anything else? I don't think I know her. I don't know. I uh, not that I can recognize her. Um, she does remind me of someone else, but I know it's not her. Um, uh. She was the one uh, we were talking in Gone Girl. Um, she was playing like the Nancy Grace style character. Mm. And this guy, not saying anything, it's like. Ugh. Did you read the book, Gone Girl? No, I I have the book, but I never got around to reading it. But I was told it's a very good book. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Um, and she wrote some other books. Uh, uh, Gilly and Girl on the Train or something? No, that's a, we had this no. exact same conversation. That's Paula oh, Hawkins. Um, oh, I get you. Gil, Gilly and Flynn. And she wrote, um, she wrote a book that was a series on HBO that comes into series. Um, was it Dark Places? I think it was Dark Dark Places. Oh, okay. Oh, does it have Amy Adams in it? I think. Yeah. Um, and I think they made a movie out of one of her uh, other books. Um, or something. Sharp Objects. I don't know if I saw that one. Oh, that's the that's the one with Amy Adams. Um, Sorry, yes, that was a show. Dark Places must be the one that has the um fucking fucking what was <laughs> the sound, theme? He sounded like a uh, Yugoslavian. It was like a um, fucking Munchausen by proxy was the theme. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sharp Objects was the about the girl whose family was killed and she was like living off of the the scandal oh, of the okay. book or did, did you see the show? No, I wanted to, but yeah, I just uh never had the opportunity. I think I even have it on DVD or my sister took it. It was okay. The book I the yeah. book. I don't I don't know if I I saw the show, but the book was okay. Um, I think Gone Girl was her best work. Yeah. I was so pissed. And I, I actually, I think it's one of the best uh, David Fincher um, movies. I was so pissed when Tyler Perry was in the fucking movie. I was like, oh, really? I gotta be so... <laughs> I didn't mind seeing him in a dramatic role. I thought he was fine. Yeah. <laughs> and he's not in it for very no, long. No, so. thankfully. And I think in the movie they changed what he throws at Ben's Ben Affleck's character whenever he fucks up. I think he throws gummy bears at him in the movie, oh, yeah. and in the book he throws jelly beans. Yeah. Is it a British author or an American author? Um, I think she's American. Okay. No, that's why I thought maybe it might have changed, but no. 
Well, aren't jelly beans and gummy bears universal? Well, I feel jelly beans are much more known universally than gummy bears. What is he doing here? Because uh, we had, before we had, uh, I feel like we had jelly babies before we had gummy bears. No, he, we, don't, we don't know shit about this guy. For, for all we know, he could be helping that douchebag outside. I am not a fan of um, jelly beans. Some of the jelly bellies are okay. <laughs> but I can't, je but jelly belly is like the only jelly bean, because I can't just like get like a random bag of jelly beans. It's gross. Um, oh my god! <laughs> but jelly jelly belly are like fucking gourmet jelly beans, and they have all kinds of exotic, crazy flavors. Oh, like pina colada mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But gummy bears, See, I, don't jelly beans. I will get down. I like the clear ones. <laughs> Apparently, uh, they did a study on. Do you know? Do you know what jelly babies are? No, I do not. They, I'd say they're like gummy bears, but in the shape of long babies. Okay. I, I feel they must be more British Australian. But they did a study where they found that um, women who had children would bite the heads off first, whereas <laughs> women who didn't would bite at the legs first. Wasn't that also like some kind of a weird study with the fucking um, gingerbread man? It's like if you oh, bit okay. the head off first, that meant something. When I think yeah. everybody who eats a gingerbread man cookie bites the head off, that's like a thing. Well, yeah, uh, my thing is either to bite the head off or I'll crack it in her, like a, I'll piece it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't fucking... I'll finger that ginger like... Yeah, you will. <laughs> Like it's a podcaster. Oh, <laughs> um, that was inappropriate. I had to make me stop. And of course, this is the blaming moment, which is in all of these movies. Yes, it's all your fault. Yeah, no, it's all they, your they did have the um, mm. yeah, they did have the bargaining stage, like what you were saying. Mm. As a form, yeah, of, um, like we're trying to give them the money and the, the stages jewelry. of yeah. This reminds me of the scene in Stand By Me after um, Will Wheaton gets the the leech on his on his balls. Yeah, and they're fighting in the background about going back, and you see him. Go, he goes, "Stop it." And he gets progressively louder, stop it. And then he finally goes, stop it! And that's what I thought she was going to do. I was like, she's totally going to yeah, fucking yeah. Will Wheaton her asses. <laughs> Apparently he was, he was on some show where he talked about how his parents really forced him into child acting. And it was quite a traumatic oh. childhood for him. Oh. oh, yeah, he was on a show, I think it was called The Talk with that. And Jerry O'Connell was one of the hosts. And he was saying he's sorry that he didn't see that. But, you know, obviously he was a child at the time as well. He didn't know. He's written some books, Will Wheaton. Yeah. Yeah, Jerry O'Connell is on is one of the hosts on the talk now. 
Um, I until with uh, well, huh? Um, it it wasn't until the um, I think it was when Regis Philbin died, and they were trying to figure out who was going to be the new host on um with uh, Kelly Ripa. And he kept throwing his name out there and like um, going on Wendy Williams and shit and saying how he wanted to do it. And it wasn't until that that I realized I really don't like Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> I think Jerry O'Connell's biggest problem is he thinks he's funny and he's not. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I never really found him attractive. Well, I thought he was cute, but I didn't. To me, he's got a face that looks like someone mid swimming. Oh god. His brother's cute. Oh okay. I don't know what his did brother you ever watch, does. Did you ever watch the Helen Hunt movie uh, I See You? No. This, this section reminded me of it. That's all. I'd recommend it. <laughs> But, no, but I heard her you, her plastic surgery in it is distracting. That I actually thought that was going to be a plot point. That's how distracting. Oh my it was. god, that's bad. <laughs> and, and I was like, ah. Um, but in saying that, I don't know. I I thought she had like I think she had an accident, and uh, so it was um, reparative surgery. Was are we sure about that? I'm not sure. No. But I don't want to. I don't want to start back here and say, and then find out that she was like a, a Burns victim. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I. I mean, but I'd rec- uh, the movie was uh, interesting, and uh, um, yes, yeah, so I'd, I'd say give it a try if you ever see it available. Well, I do believe that there is an audio described version of it, so I can listen to it without having to look at her bad plastic surgery. <laughs> <laughs> but it deals with a I think it's a I think it's called frogging oh which is where people live in your house without you realizing it I never heard of that I believe that's the term but I, I can look it up later there's a new thing because there's always a fucking um, challenge or trend to get uh fucking followers, and by the time this is posted, this will be fucking old news. Yeah, you've 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 dated us. I've things. dated <laughs> us. Um, but it's a thing now where kids are doing drive-bys with airsoft guns, and they're shooting little pellets filled with water, like eight millimeter. Uh, as in eight miles. <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen. You think I've seen eight mile? I haven't actually, but I know that there's a bit where like they're using a paint gun. I don't. No, I don't think they're paint guns, but they're airsoft guns, and they're they're pellets filled with water, and they're doing drive-bys at kids. Um, yeah. Outside school, and they hit this one little boy in the eye. Um. Mm. So, and, um. Yeah, again, this is all to to get views and likes on social media. And yeah. 
with all of the gun violence that is on the news every single day in the United States, um, I really don't think that's such a good idea. Mm. And especially um, if there are police, because you can't even have a toy gun uh, these yeah. days. It's not safe. Um, so... Yeah, and people are risking their lives just to get fucking followers. It's pathetic. Yeah. Shit like that, I think, is pathetic. But um, things like where friends will record other friends being sexually assaulted and posting it online mm. is horrifying. Yeah, that's like uh, that Jodie Foster movie. <laughs> The accused. The accused. Or, yeah. I don't think they had social media during. No, well, time. obviously not. So, but I'm saying, like, being a witness is almost is almost as bad as doing the actual deed. If you're just gonna s- stand by and let it happen, just for the sake of uh, getting likes on your social media. I could have done without this whole moment here. Her finding religion. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the one thing that I was a bit like, oh, why did you do that? Is when uh, you find out that Josh has survived, why did he go back to the ATM? have. <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> Continued further. Could have skipped the party. This is filler. Yeah. Instead of trying to think of a way out or make a plan, they're talking about, oh, well, if I didn't go to the party, you know, this would have happened. Because this is so interesting. I, this was actually a movie that I saw when it first came out and then totally forgot about. Because I, I wasn't impressed with it the first time I saw it. And yeah. then it, last year, when I was going crazy trying to find original movies to do for the December months um, for the podcast, this popped up on some list. And I was like, oh, I remember that movie. Maybe we should do that movie. And then I bought the DVD and I was like, oh, maybe not. Because this was going to be the fucking big, like, one for the 25th show. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> no. No, Henny. Um. Oh, God. And another thing that anno- <laughs> annoyed me about this movie is the the Tormentor seems to have no point. Like, uh, as in, he's trying to open the back door... Like with with all of his planning in advance, you'd think that that would have been part of the planning and of how to get it. Well, the whole thing too is he he um, executes this whole thing with them, managing to stay clear of the security cameras. Now, wouldn't there mm. be a security camera at the back door? In case somebody tries yeah, to break in, yeah. you would think. And 
I don't see why there wouldn't be a security camera that could be make the entire lot visible. Yeah. That's and at the very least at the entry to the ATM. Yeah. Um uh Booth. Yeah, there's a lot of holes. So where is standing now? <laughs> there's a lot of holes in this. Yeah, there are there are mm. cameras. Um, there are cameras in the actual ATMs in case like something weird's going on. Mm. Um. So no, but you know, before you're entering the ATM. There's isn't a camera at the at the front door of the ATM. Inside the, of the vestibule? Of the bloody, of the bloody booth. <laughs> yes, of the vestibule. Um, I would say probably. Anyway. But I would just start doing something crazy, like fucking trying to trash the ATM itself. Like, that would... Co- well, they do. Do they? Yeah. The ATM itself, the machine, yeah, the, the, the machine, the money, vi- the the money maker. <laughs> the hole in the wall. The hole in the wall. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I prefer different kinds of holes. And the fact that, you know, the security guard contacted someone and then they never get back to him and... (laughs) No, he didn't get a chance. Anyway, this is a movie. I can't can't be tearing to shreds. (laughs) But but you could. Um, No, he didn't get a chance to to get out what he was going to say because he got him right. Yeah, but he started talking and then... Yeah, all he said was his number... I don't even think he said his yeah, whole yeah. number, and then it was cut short. So, um... But as someone who worked with CB radios, you'd get a reply, and then if you didn't reply back, then there's sort of like, um, where did you contact? Like, <laughs> there'd be a... Uh, Tony, get back to us. <laughs> like... Mm-hmm. As if the water wasn't bad enough. Then they set off the fire alarm with more water. Um, (laughs) Which I'm sure was unpleasant. I, I think because of this and because of the fire... That was why this had a $3 million budget. Because this is like a fucking... Not even a million dollar movie. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how they were able to get $3 million to make this thing. Well, uh, the author... The writer... Wrote Buried, I believe. The Ryan Reynolds movie? I... Well, uh... <laughs> so he wrote the I same movie? I only say this book is... Just be- yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> Before we started talking, I saw the the DVD cover on IMDb, and it said from the from the writer of Buried. So yeah, he wrote the same so movie. So maybe that's why they got money to make it. And it was Canadian dollars, wasn't it? 
No, I don't think so. I think this was just shot in Canada. This was, I think this was one of those shot in Vancouver playing as New York type scenarios. I, don't, I, I personally don't think that they're trying to make it look like it. To me, it looks far more uh, suburban. Uh, not, um, because they're at a supermarket type of chain thing. They're in a car park that's got a uh, store that's attached to it. They have those in New York. Yeah, but I feel like that wouldn't have a car park. A strip mall, you mean? There's uh, all maybe. kinds of different stuff. Okay. <laughs> all right. New York is not just what you see on Sex and the City. Yeah. There's a whole Woody Allen element. Um, I do not have a fold-up chair in my boot. Or in my trunk, shall I say. <laughs> yes. A boot. Um, and again, uh, just <laughs> with the smoke detector, uh, I believe that they do uh, detect small amount of smoke, whereas they te- needed to go full on right by it to get any reaction from the smoke. Like uh, my mother's uh, smoke detector will get the toaster. You know, it's it's. <laughs> um. No, what I was going to say before you interrupted me. Rudely interrupted me. Yeah, on my own fucking show. Um, <laughs> no, I don't remember. Oh, I was on like a binge. Like this was kind of, even though Gillian Flynn isn't an English author, but I did go on a bit of a binge of reading because there's a lot of really good English, a female English authors of uh, thrillers and um, that was like around the time I read The Girl on the Train Um, but yeah they they used to talk about boots in cars and initially I had never that was the first time I'd ever heard it yeah Um, now what the fuck was else I was going to say I was going to say something 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 else we were talking about New York. About oh, the smoke detector. Have- oh, you know what I did? Oh, yeah. I cannot believe I had the fucking balls to do this. Um, did you set one off? No, I was in... And this was... When I worked at the store that I worked at, the major Lowe's. chain. No, I didn't work at Lowe's. Um, and this was, like, right when... It wasn't long after I got hired. I was probably working there maybe two weeks. But after the store closed, we had to stay late to, you know, make everything presentable for when it opened. And sometimes you were there for an hour and a half, two hours. Did you used to feel like uh, Julia Roberts in Sleeping with the Enemy? So anyway, um... I used to get so fucking bored. I went into the bathroom one time and I fucking lit up a cigarette. And I think I did it like twice. And I can't believe the smoke detectors didn't go off. Yeah. I have no idea how I got away with that twice. And how nobody smelled it. 
<laughs> They're probably well working. What the fuck are you talking about, Julia Roberts, and sleeping with the enemy? Well, how she has has she had to keep all of the cans facing forward and everything? Oh, in the well, this was a clothing store, so I just had to fold shirts. Yeah. Otherwise, you'd get screwed to opera music. Well, the only plus side was I at that after the store closed, I was able to um, listen to my iPod. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't understand why they automatically assume that David is the one who did this. Hmm. Well, it's, I did. A lot of the reviews were saying that they didn't like the ending. No. I mean, my think was my thing was, I'm just thinking that maybe they arrested him thinking, and then. Yeah, and then he was going to tell his story. Like, you know, it's, and then he was going yeah. to tell his story, and then he was there, but like, oh, okay. But like I, I was glad he didn't get shot or something, you know, because then that would be more um, finite. <laughs> it just, it just seems like he was being arrested purely because he was there, yeah. and that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and they didn't really go to arrest someone. No. Well, it seemed like they only went because the alarm went off. As yes, to. and I assume they they showed up because they assume they they thought it was arson, and they probably thought that he had done it, even though there were two dead bodies, and it's clearly <laughs> not a case of arson. And there's two cars crashed into it. <laughs> two cars crashed into it. Yeah, there's a lot more to it than just the fire and the water. And the earth and, and the air. Think to burn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Heart. And how does he set fire to wet clothing? <laughs> With a fire? Wasn't the lighter wet too? Yeah, probably. A bunch of fucking shenanigans. I'm calling shenanigans in this whole movie. Mm -mm. That was a bit too effective. Oh, uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> is coming to an end. Like. I know. <laughs> and I, I... I think it's the type of movie I was fine to watch once and then now that I'm having to sit through it again, it's all... Yes. And, you know, it seemed like I was doing a bunch of 
either shitty movies or movies that I found to be completely mediocre. And I was like, okay, I can't do this anymore because it's breaking me. So I need to do <laughs> movies that I really, really love. And then I got Sorority House Massacre 1 and 2 in there, and now this. Okay, you've padded to that with a bit of shit. <laughs> well, this is. these are special circumstances because this is for mm. the Christmas month. <laughs> but even when I did B-Movie Bonanza, I never set out to do commentaries or movies I did not like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he keeps saying he, that he's right there, and they're not even like, who? What are you saying about? Yeah, yeah. Who's it's, right it's, there? It's like, uh, all right, crazy. Yeah. He's a... <laughs> it just reminded me... All these train shots. Oh. It just reminded me of um, Chris at the end of Friday the 13th Part 3. <laughs> she has a complete meltdown in the back of the police car. <laughs> and that's like what this is with this poor guy. See, I was getting more Sideshow Bob vibes when um, they arrest him instead of the brother. <laughs> and, mm. and, then, and then Nile says, tell them you'll live to regret this. <laughs> you should call him Niles. Uh, well, it I forget his name. Sideshow Cecil. Yes, Cecil. It was back when The Simpsons was good. <laughs> one of the fucking, I said I think one of the funniest the all time funniest Simpsons moments is Sideshow Bob and the Rakes. Oh god. <laughs> and that was only done because the episode was too short. Yeah. I know. My nephew used to get me to impersonate that scene, like uh, Bob's uh, his shudder. <laughs> Marcus likes The Simpsons. Yes. Still. Yeah. Well, he still watches the. He does. He does. And he watches the Halloween ones. He talks to me about them. The new ones or the old ones. Uh, the new one and, and the old ones as well. I can join in on the old ones, but the new ones, I'm oh, okay. So. <laughs> and then basically, it is the ending here, but it continues. <laughs> yeah, on and on and on. Like, okay. You made your point. <clears throat> like, it was getting to like a point where I was like, is, oh, is there going to be some twist? <laughs> like where you find out that... <laughs> I know, because... <laughs> but no, it's just... No. 
repeating the whole movie from the perspective of the ATM camera. Yeah. <laughs> so we get to rewatch the movie again yeah. that we don't like. And by the way, it was like two weeks ago. My father says to me, Oh, I wanted to tell you, I saw this really good movie on Netflix. It was called The Rental. And I immediately went, I hated that fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, what? I thought it was good. Oh, what did he like? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But he was like, why didn't you like it? And I was like, I, I, I was fully prepared to launch into a tangent or a tirade, but it had been so long since I'd seen it. It was like over a year ago. I forgot why it was yeah, so yeah. shitty. It was probably more annoying that he re <laughs> reignited the memory. Yes. <laughs> well, I I wrote you have to remind you of that movie. <laughs> I wrote that whole fucking this was, and this was before I was on Letterbox. I I needed to vent how much I hated that movie, so I wrote like this fucking three page <laughs> post on <laughs> Facebook. Odyssey. Yeah, I should. If I, huh, I don't even know how to go through my posts to find them, but I wish I mm. could so that I can um, post that on Letterbox. Because I remember making some pretty astute observations. <laughs> then it just continued. Yes, we're still. The movie's still not over. No, no. <laughs> It's like when you've used the ATM and you're waiting for your card to come back out and it's taking forever. Or like to make sure that it goes to like that you've ended the transaction. I don't Well, it's been a while since I've used an ATM, but when I did use to use them, I never Well, first of all, I don't I don't like it when people are behind me. It makes me nervous. Mm. So if if I am using an ATM, or if I were to be using an ATM, if somebody would come behind me, I would just stop and let them go. You would just wet yourself right then. No, I would just let them go. <laughs> Even if it was a woman, too. Yeah. It yeah. would just make me nervous. So I would just be like, um, I would make something up. I'm like, oh, my card's not working right or something. You can go ahead. Um, and because it used to freak me out when uh, people would come up behind me, whenever I used to go in that vestibule to use the ATM, I made sure that I stood by the door until they were done. If yeah, there was somebody yeah. else in there, I would never stand behind anybody. Because I knew how uncomfortable yeah, yeah. it made me. So I'm like, I'm going to keep a safe distance just so you don't think there's any shenanigans going on. Um, I'm going to sodomize you. You basically gave them a COVID uh, distance. I did. I, I okay. made social distancing hip yeah. first. I invented you were doing it. it before it was cool. I was doing it before. Yeah. I was doing everything before it was cool. Okay, baby. I was doing snap bracelets and leg warmers and banana clips and bedazzled jean Recording jackets. Rapes. 
And I was lifting fucking fucking apple bottom jeans apple bottom um, jeans i was lifting i, <laughs> I had a- li- i was doing samples i was stealing music before p diddy and will smith did it with everything yeah that's right i had an issue i had a thing yesterday i uh <laughs> it, kind of the similar thing is um i had left this uh um Oh God, a mini mart, uh, a supermarket, and um, at the same time as a woman, and I was incidentally following her through the car park, and then right by my car, I see she goes to the car right next to me, and I said, <gasps> I said to her, "Oh, I'm parked right next to you." Like I'm not. Oh my God! And I made sure to unlock the car so that she knew that it was mine. Oh my God! <laughs> you just made me think of the scene in Eye for an Eye. When Sally Field is in the parking lot and she attacks that guy. And, and doesn't Betty White does that as well <laughs> in the Golden Girls? I don't remember. I don't remember that, but I just remember her with her little fucking hat on. Yeah, and she like punches him in the face. <laughs> no, but listen, listen. An eye for an eye, when she beats the shit out of the guy and he gives her his wallet. And she says, oh, I don't want your money. I thought you were following me. And he says, I'm following you. I'm parked right there. And she says, oh, I'm so sorry. And she turns around to walk away. Guess what she has on her back? What? The backpack. Oh, <laughs> my God. It keeps making it. I just remembered that. you. She has that backpack on. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, shut up. That I that <laughs> that was fucked up. Oh, that movie was that was a, a effective movie. Yeah. Well, God, this song is slow down. Like to go with the credits. Yes. That's well, the creepiest. Mm. Eye for an Eye is such a good movie, but it's not one that I could do on on the podcast because it's yeah, it's not a happy movie. It's not a happy movie, and no, I don't. I, I'm no, I don't mind happy movies, but that one's or unhappy movies, or, yeah. you know, or yes, unhappy movies. But and I think the um, Sally Fields meltdown. In the, um, in the, um, fucking traffic jam was more traumatic than the attack. Mm. Mm-mm. The whole, um, hearing it happen in real time. Yeah. You know, for a long time, I thought the lyrics was round John Virgin. Okay, um... I don't think you should ever tell people that. Because they're singing Silent Night. I thought I was like, who is this John? <laughs> this this tubby, sexless addition to the song. There was, there was. I used to listen to this morning show um, that was music oriented, where they would just talk about music. They wouldn't play it. And they would have they would have like topics sometime, and people would call in. If um, and one day, um, it was 
it was people who had gotten lyrics to popular songs wrong. Yeah, yeah. And this one guy called in and told the story. <laughs> it was the best one. He was like, when I when I was younger, I went to, I had just made friends with this kid in school, and this is like in the early eighties, and he brought me over to his house and he was like giving me a tour and showing me all this stuff and he went they went into the bedroom and he was like in here i have a few animals uh stuffed animals and this is my you know this is my uh my seal and you know i named him alex um because of the song and he was like you know thinking that he was really clever and he's like i i don't I don't get it. What what mm-hmm. song? He's like, you know the song, Alex the Seal. It was Our Lips Are Sealed. Oh my god. Somebody else called it and said that they thought... Um, Jack and Diane instead of it's a little ditty about Jack and Diane they he was saying two little titties Jack and Diane <laughs> oh <my> god <laughs> see I um found out because I was playing the game Hangman and we used to do like uh, movie titles or song titles and that's when I found out that I was hearing the Madonna song wrong because I thought it was just to find my love <laughs> oh for god's sake <laughs> And then, like, they're like, what song is that one? And I said, oh, that one on the Madonna song. <laughs> I was quite young, so I'll forgive myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All roads lead to Madonna on the Flying Rage podcast. No, I <laughs> I didn't know what Justify meant, but I knew that's what it was when it first came out because the video was such a fucking... It was so controversial. It was talked about on so many different shows, mm. and they kept saying the title, so I knew it was. See, but I, I was three years younger than you, so uh, I was I was not. My mind was not yet mature enough to understand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they pe- people were saying the title on these shows is what I'm trying to to convey. Yes. Okay. I can't believe the credits are still going on. This is this is absurd. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know. <laughs> and then they put in snippets of like him planning things. <sighs> and I'm surprised that yeah, that not just that the credits are so long, but the fact that they filled they were able to fill the credits with names. <laughs> well, they could like be that fake. There were this many people involved. <laughs> they could be fake. No, it feels almost like they've added, you know, let's say they used, uh, they got their catering from um, Subway. It's almost like that they then put in all of the sandwich artists or something like <laughs> But they could be fake names because that's what Frank Henenlotter did at the end of Basket Case. <laughs> oh at the end of Basket Case, there were like 10 people who worked on the movie. Maybe, maybe 10 people. And so, yeah. Um, yeah, the end credits, it's all fake names. Make for an interesting IMDb page. Mm-hmm. 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 
Mm-hmm. And the credits are still going. Yeah. Well, this is not credits. This is just looking at the design of the... Um, <laughs> well, the movie should have been over the 20 years ago. Yeah. What a way to start fucking Christmas. I know. Drunk. <laughs> Should have fucking... It would have been better. We would have been better off if we did the remake of Black Christmas. Oh <laughs> as stupid yeah. as that is, at least we could have laughed at how fucking stupid yes. it is. This is boring. Did the director go on to other stuff of ATM? I don't even know. I would, I uh, uh, maybe, maybe this was, oh, uh, ten years ago. So, I'm sure he did something. Uh, well, now, now I'm comfortable to look stuff up. Yes, for you, you can do that. Um, <laughs> but um, Mean Creek is is a decent is a decent movie. I think that. I always thought that would... I think I probably even said this recently on the show. But I think that is would be a good double feature with Bully. Because they're kind of similar. And they have... Oh, okay. Have, oh, I might have seen Mean Creek. Yeah, now that sounds familiar. They have a bit... They have a bit of grittiness. Both have... Well, yeah. well Bully is Larry Clark, so it's a lot grittier. But they both have a bit of gritty mm, to yeah. them. But, um, no, uh, Josh Peck's character is a bully in school, and Rory, Rory Culkin's Rory Culkin. I can never say that name, because the Rory, it's, it's too much. Rory Culkin's... You need a taco your tongue to say it. No, I can't do that. Whatever Culkin's fucking face is, um... Um, he makes a plan with, like, his brother and, like, his cousin and, like, a girl from school and, like, fucking ten people to get Josh Peck's character to go on a, um, boating trip for his birthday as, like, a ruse so they can kill him. Um, and if you're gonna kill make a plot to kill somebody it's you, you shouldn't involve that many people so many people <laughs> yes no no you shouldn't do that so what did the director go on to do tell me well that was the last film he directed however he did he has been a producer uh an executive producer so mm. Until even recently, he did one called The Devil's Light in 2022. I don't know what the fuck that is. No. He didn't. And this wasn't. Prepares a, to perform an exorcism. This wasn't a writer director endeavor. No. No, no. Um, well, what about the writer? Has the writer written anything? All right, give me a second. Right. I was going. I was okay. going to look. Oh no! no uh, yeah. So it's All two right. writers: Chris right. Sparling and Ron Tip. Yes, Tip. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Just the tip. Just the tip. Yes. Uh, he did Greenland. I don't know what that is. It's a movie that was on Amazon, I reckon, with Gerard Butler and his fat cock. Oh, um, my God. He did Mercy. <laughs> that was so... I shocked you with that one. No, that was so fucking unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> I th- I honestly thought you were going to say in his fat ass because <laughs> he got really <laughs> fat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was funny. Oh, that felt good. <laughs> after that, after the abortion of ATM, is that- yes, yeah. Oh, come on, mm. Ron Tipay. Hmm. Come on, computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, he uh, oh, is an actor known for Shrek and... Um, as a writer, he's only done ATM. So he really hasn't done much. So the other writer wrote Barry. He's done a bit of producing. Um, all right. Now I'm just going to look up Alice Eve, and that will be the last of it. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of different movie-based podcasts usually have some sort of review for the movie. I mean, uh. or rating rather for the um, for the movie that they're the, the episode is centered around. But I don't like doing that. Yep, yep. Um, I give it a thumbs down. Okay. So what is Alice in Wonderland, whatever the fuck her name is? Alice Eve, yeah, she's got a real um, drag queen name. Uh, The only thing, she was in Men in Black 3 as a young Agent O. Oh, we're talking about Emily. Uh, I thought you were talking about the other writer. No, I'm talking about Emily, yes, Emily. Yeah, the other writer has not really done anything else. That was the only thing he what wrote. What about Buried? He did a bit of... Huh? You said he wrote Buried. Ah, oh, no, that was on the front cover. So it might have been... Let me... <laughs> so you're calling the front cover a liar? Is that what you're doing? You're calling yes. IFC films... Lies. Lies. Yeah, it says from the writer of Buried on the front cover of it. Hmm. Well, that maybe... 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 The right, it was the writer of Buried, but he didn't write this. Oh, yeah, as in, um, maybe he produced. Oh, no, this. so sorry, under his IMDb, it is Buried is before that, is before ATM. Oh, so he wrote the same movie back to back. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's great. Uh, did one called The Sea of Trees, Mercy. Falling down, falling slowly. Sorry. Uh, a pandemic. Fifty fans celebrate fifty years of cinema. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Well, that was an enjoyable experience. Not so much reviewing, but <laughs> it was. It's always good to chat with you. <sighs> yes, and I had a good laugh. So <laughs> right towards the end. So. Um. Yeah, but unfortunately, I never got to see Gerard Butler's fat cock, so I can't comment on it. Damn it. I always liked the joke that um, it was Joan Rivers said about 300, and she said uh, it's on a scale of 1 to 10, that's how gay it is. Clever. I never found her (laughs) remotely funny at all. Oh, really? I I thought I didn't mind her at all. Right. I used to watch uh, Fashion Police. And I, I hated got a bit Fashion Police because I thought it Kelly was. Osborne. I thought it was mean, because not only did she rip yeah. apart the the clothes, which is fine. I mean, a lot of what's considered to be high fashion is hideous, but then they would pick apart people's people physically, and I don't like that. I think I think that's mean. Yeah, yeah. And she's she when she was alive was in no position to pick apart the way people look. Well, she would pay doctors to pick her apart. And those doctors um she should have gotten refunds from those doctors. <laughs> because she looked like some kind of fucking something that you would see on fucking X-Files. Yeah, she looked like the trial version. Mm. And then the doctors go, oh, we know not to make that mistake. Yes, she was... She was... um, She was the first pancake. She was the first pancake. She was... um, John Waters said that um, um, the woman Liz Renee from um, Desperate Living would get... (laughs) get facelifts for, for free because she would go she would get them done by medical students who were learning how to do it yeah <laughs> uh, like when you get a, a cheaper um massages by massage or students, or yeah. dental cleaning yeah yes yeah or haircut um yeah so that's it's that's good to do that with some to have somebody cut your face open who's never done it before mm. Yeah, it's good. It's great. It's like being the tattoo pig. Oh, I don't want that. <laughs> All right. So I, I want to put a cap on this thing. Ass. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Ass to mouth is a lot more fun than this movie. Than automatic teller machine. Then, yes. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening. Yeah. Oh, Christmas is off to a wonderful start, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. And I want to thank um, Tony for joining me for this mess. Christmas extravaganza. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that shall continue next week with more Christmas. So... Until then, this is Brandon Ford wishing you all unpleasant dreams.